1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, welcome. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're having all sorts of fun in studio today. It's been a, an entertaining morning, to say the least, but we are thrilled to be here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. It is the talk of Las Vegas pro wrestling news at its finest, usually. Most of the time. Of course, I'm Mark Hoke. Andrew Fishfane is taking the day off. I don't know what he's doing, but, you know, we'll just let him go, I suppose. It's all we can... Uh, so how how is it a fun day in the studio if you're there by yourself? I'm not, actually, Joe. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I Joe... I jumped the gun. No, Joe DeFalco, of course, from Future Stars of Wrestling, is here. So we're very happy to have Joe. Joe, how are you? Oh, tremendous. <laughs> You sound great. Well, we have a special fill-in for the day that I'm very excited about. So hold on to your hats because this dude is everywhere. And if you are watching wrestling anywhere in Las Vegas, you've probably seen this guy around, been on his website from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Brian Ronovich, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, <laughs> how, how am I? I think that yeah, it has been a little bit crazy this it, morning. It's a little crazy because we're 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 changing some things around, changing right, some things right. around. You know, I'm kind of pulling it all together and trying not to freak out and go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's all good, you know, because all we're going to do is we're going to start talking about wrestling and everything's fine. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So a little lighter week this week. No, no pay per views, premium live events, or anything crazy like that thank god so we get into a lot of the tv shows and we're going to get to have some kind of free-form discussions today about you know what's going on in ew wwe and joe and i didn't get to finish our territory discussion and i think we're going to want to get into that a little bit today too so we're going to have some fun with you today on the mark Hoke show and we appreciate you being with us first things first and i figured this would be the best place to start the big news of course of course, we have the new world champion, MJF, in AEW, and uh, MJF showed his face. We had a promo, everybody. Comes out with his buddy, new buddy, William Regal, and unveils the new Burberry belt. Yes, he took the AEW world championship and made it look like his scarf. Yes, it's it, it it is Burberry designed. It's a nice it's a nice brown, you know. Would look look good around your waist, I suppose. But the, there you go on that. Um, and then, as he's doing his promo and thanking William Regal, he gets behind him and knocks him out with a brass knucks from behind. Regal is carted out on an ambulance. See you later. Brian Danielson's in tears and he's all upset. But William Regal, he turns on Regal after the promo, and off we go with the Reign of Terror 
from MJF. Joe, I'll start with you. How do you feel about the beginning of this era with MJF and what happened with William Regal? Uh, I guess everybody was wrong about the length of the contract of William Regal. Apparently so. Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, and uh, of course, a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing William Regal working with uh, MJF. But unfortunately, what has come out is that Regal's contract was up at the end of the year. So he is apparently going to be gone from AEW and going back to WWE, which I can't believe they didn't re-sign him. But, uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on that whole situation and, and William Regal maybe well, heading back to uh, another place? Well, I think what it, it told me was just when we've seen some of this happen, how unhappy everybody really was with Vince. It just seems like they're not happy with Vince. They left. Now they're coming back to what seems to be better. Um, with him if, him leaving, it seems strange to have MJF attack him. That that's the If he was staying, it would make more sense uh, because then you could get something longer with it. You could go more you – know, you could go a lot farther. But to me, it just seemed a little weird if he is leaving to have him go like that. Well, and I think that you kind of need to back up a little bit on this too – with Regal being involved in the finish at full gear where he threw the brass knucks into MJF and right. turning on turning on Moxley. And apparently there was a lot of discussion backstage on how they should finish that match. The result was going to be the same. MJF was winning the world championship. But the question was, how much do you involve William Regal in that, especially knowing that this situation was coming up? So there's some questioning on the AEW booking, and and Joe, I, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on that as a promoter. What, how would you have handled that? I mean, do you think this was handled correctly or not? Well, initially, I guess you know, uh, it, it's 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 extremely interesting to do with the way they did it, but AEW is known to where nothing is ever a clean finish ever anyway. There's so much interference involved in different things. And to get back to what Brian said, I don't know if you could say it was what people thought of Vince. All those guys were released. So it wasn't like they had an option to stay in WWE. And the ones who've all had a good relationship with Triple H, they've come back, you know, leaps and bounds. Obviously, guys like uh, Strickland and Keith Lee probably signed the contract for two or three years, while the other ones who had shorter contracts had the option of getting out. It's like even with Andrade, it looks like that his contract is done somehow in AEW. Or we saw with Bobby Fish, it's like if you look at the time frame, like where, where was what were their contracts? Nine months? It wasn't even like a year. So it's interesting that the dynamic of the contract, you know, usually when somebody signs a contract, it's one year, two years, three years, uh, whatever it is. It seems like it's X amount of months in AEW because if you put the time frame to when Regal showed up, it wasn't even a year from what I understand. Uh, getting back to MJF, I don't know, it just gets convoluted. I thought it was going to be an extremely huge moment when he won the title, but it became kind of just like, you know, an afterthought. Like, okay, uh, all right, we got, the, we got the program with MJF. We got to put the belt on him. Uh, let's try to protect Moxley for the 400th time. And it, 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 doesn't, it didn't seem organic, so to me it just was done because 
we knew they had to somehow put the belt on MJF to make him happy. So it didn't do nothing for me. Yeah, I I really am curious. I mean, you know what you know what happened the next week too after he won the title. You have Regal come out and Moxley's going in the ring ready to kill him, and Brian Danielson stops him and then lets him just walk out. And I don't. If I was John Moxley, I would have ripped him to shreds. I wouldn't have cared what Brian said. You know, you're hurt or whatever. I mean that that seemed to be a very odd thing to do too. And you know, a lot of people are really questioning some of the booking in AEW right now. It's it's been it's been interesting, and I and I think that with the situations that have happened, you know, the the injuries and then the fight really really set them back, and they just haven't been able to quite get things back on track yet, Brian. Yeah, it, a lot of the stuff. Excuse me. It doesn't. This doesn't really seem very organized to me. It almost feels like uh, it's a lot of their stuff is thrown together. Almost like they decided on the fly. Joe, how how often when you try to plan something out? Obviously, things change in the indie scene. But what? How often are you able to like look three six months ahead and and plan stuff out? Well, it depends on situations. Like as of right now, I have ideas of what main matches we're going to be doing at the anniversary show in May or June. So you hope everything stays the course, but when things happen and if God forbid, well, not even God forbid, it's great for them. But if like with Jay Vidal signing with impact, if a Matt Vandegrift or a Danny Limelight, who we've started to incorporate more or, or a situation changes with Hammerstone, of course we have to change it, but we have ideas of where we're going into no escape, which is at the end of January and who's going to be in the cage matches. And we already have six matches set for that. And then the idea becomes to what the next main show is, which is going to be the anniversary. And, what we're looking for to happen at no escape in January is what's going to lead to what's going to be what we think, uh, the setup for the anniversary show. So that's about as far as I've thought, but the in-between shows, it's like we have December 17th, we have December 31st, we have January 13th and we have January 29th. So I made it a point because the build is for January 29th to have Hammerstone on almost every show other than the New Year's show because we're trying to set everything up and if we're able to get them and schedules because with that that's the reliance. We have to rely on MLW not running that week. We have right. to rely on if we want to use somebody like Chris Bay, the Mecca champ for Impact because Impact was running that week. So, you know... It's harder for us to structure, but we, tr I try my best to, like, see what's going on and making sure, like, I got New Japan schedule uh, for the Sundays because when we run the big shows, two of the last three shows, we couldn't use any of our guys who work New Japan. And recently, Gregory Sharp and Jacob Austin Young to go along with Danny Limelight and Bateman and Tito Escondido right, and a lot right. of these guys we couldn't use. It just it feels to me like with the when you make a major title change, it even if you're doing it to make somebody happy, you still have to have that well thought out. I mean, that's your top title 
in the company, and it just feels very disorganized to me. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was you had injury situations with Punk and then the fight. Yeah. You know, that he, he wins the title and he gets stripped within a few days, mm-hmm. and it just all got jumbled and messed up. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, guys like Adam Cole were in the picture and, you know, you know, you had uh, Adam Page was, you know, got concussed. I mean, mm-hmm. they they really had a bad rash of injuries there that, you know, Danielson went down a couple of times. I mean, it's just been a mess for them. And I think a lot of people are looking at Tony Khan and saying, well, you know, you, you were off to a good start, but now that inexperience is starting to, sh- to shine through a little bit when you're in a situation that maybe a, a more experienced Booker would have been able to yeah, handle yeah. as opposed to him. And now, you, you know, you get the backstage drama a little bit and everybody's grumbling and, you know, you're, you're trying to pull it all together. And it just seems like there's, they're, they're just not quite clicking, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, but I, I think we heard that for a long time, but Tony yeah. Khan though. So it isn't like this is something new. It is really exploded over the last year. And it was like, even before that, it was like Moxley had to beat Punk on TV to get the title back, to lose the title back, to have the title stripped or, you know, and redone. So it's like, how many title changes have they done in, in you know, in that time period? So, it, you know, the belt is the most important thing in the company. And it's just, it was basically passed around like a hot potato. And again, not even a hot potato. Oh, they had to drop it and he got hurt and this guy got hurt. And it's like, so it's been bad luck mixed in with bad booking. That's even worse. And a, and a lack of structure. I, I think that's really where it comes what it comes down to. Cause like you were talking about, Joe, you have things kind of, you know, in your mind laid out to the anniversary, you have a structure set up. Even so if things don't go right, you're, it's okay because you still kind of, you still have your structure. I think that's what AEW misses. I just don't feel like they have any structure to what they do. Yeah, it it seems like the there's a dartboard in there right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and they've got to pull it back together. It's one thing that I really loved about AEW, especially you know going into the pay per views last year, was they had a lot of good storylines set up. You cared about just about every match on the card for a while, and then kind of double or nothing this last year. It kind of started that trend, and it's just been. Know, a little bit downhill since then so we'll see how it turns out but you know what if tony khan this doesn't work out for tony khan this whole thing he could always get into automated day trading software just go to tradingmadeasy.com and work with the trading made easy team and get that automated day trading software and maybe even quit that nine to five job you know, make some extra money or just do it on the side. It's a, a great company uh, based right out here in Las Vegas. Uh, my friend James runs it and uh, definitely be worth checking out. So if you want to get into that and just check it out, all you have to do is go on the website, tradingmadeasy.com. It's so simple. There's only one E in the title, tradingmadeasy.com. Or give them a call at 800 971 4160. That's 800 971 4160. 800 971 4160. And sign up for a free webinar. You can just sit there and watch. If you like what you see, you get involved. If not, well, at least we got you over there and gave you the chance. So, once again, Trading Made Easy and website tradingmadeasy.com. All right. So, we're going to head to break. 
hey, we're we're going to talk a little more about what's going on with AEW because they've got a pay per view coming up with Ring of Honor. Do you care? I mean, that's going to be an interesting discussion. So, guys, let's stick around, and we'll be right back with more on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN. We'll be right back. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. 1015 FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show here on K Don. Talk of Las Vegas. And of course, all you goofballs listening to us around the world, we certainly do appreciate it. Downloaded in over 100 countries and territories now. Pretty cool stuff, and we certainly do appreciate that. For those of you that, you know, maybe new listening to the show and want to go back and listen to all of our shows, markhokeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets. You can go to markhokeshow.com and check out the website and a bunch of stuff up there, too. So we would certainly appreciate that. You've listened, right? Right, Brad? Of course. There you go. Of Of course you have. Of course. Yeah. I can tell you you've got it loaded on your phone right time. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Of course I'm Mark Hoke. Uh Joe DeFalco with me on the air today and uh, Brian Ronovich from Las Vegas Wrestling Scene.com. And of course those guys do a great job covering everything going on in Las Vegas. There's a lot of wrestling that happens a lot. here. And a lot. Uh, you guys are right on top of it, that's for sure. Thank you. We ah. try. Covering FSW. Good show last night, Joe. Yeah, you know, some of the younger kids, you know, get the opportunity. And, again, you know, he could only praise Matt Vandegrift so much. Oh, my so. goodness. You know, he, he, he's bringing the best out of the, his opponents, too. You know, and it's just the ma- every match he's had has been special. It's impressive. Yeah, Joe, I don't well, think you're, yeah. you're not going to have him for long. I hate to say it. Well, <laughs> 
uh, unless he signs with anybody but WWE. So that that's the fortunate thing about the way the business is run now, that if he goes to New Japan, he goes to Impact, he goes to AEW or Ring of Honor or whatever, MLW, we have the ability to use him. Now, the rate will probably go up, but, you know, <laughs> r- right now we're, we're in a great position. Like, we have season's beatings coming up, so not only are the, the ticket prices, you know, far less than at a casino show, we're doing a toy drive, so you can get, like, up to 10 bucks off. But right now we've already signed Gregory Sharp and Vandegrift in a title versus title match for the 17th, which is, you know, two of the guys that most people believe are the top two front runners for wrestler of the year. And, you know, we may have other people added into the mix, but there's no doubt it's one of those two guys. So, And that's not a unification, right? Just to be clear, it's just champion. No, it is. Champion. Oh, it is a unification. Oh, it is going to be unification. Okay. Yes. You know, okay. we're trying to make it a, a, a big event. So, Got it. Okay. Uh, you know, we're also going to do a, a four-way contenders match for the uh, FSW heavyweight title at No Escape. And we have, you know, everybody in the match is going to be a former champion. So there you go. Trim it, trimming down the belts, which isn't sometimes yeah. isn't a bad idea. Like like AEW seems to have a little bit of an issue with right now. And and I wanted to I wanted to bring that up because, of course, We've we've got a, a Ring of Honor final battle coming up on the tenth, so that that pay per view is happening this weekend. Um, so final battle, we don't have to deal with Ring of Honor after this anymore. I huh? uh, don't think so, but yeah, you know, and and there's going to be some fun matches on the card. There's no question about it. We've got Chris Jericho against Claudio Castagnoli, which for the Ring yeah, of Honor title it's got a weird stipulation, don't it? Yeah, if 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 Claudio loses, he has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping. For, yeah. I'm hoping for something goofy to happen. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think one of the JAS should run in on Jericho, that uh, you know would cause Claudio to get disqualified. That would be horrendous, yeah, they, but it'd be kind of funny. Yeah, um, they should bring that Jack Hager uh, Santana back. Do they work for the company still? Yeah, Hager's still around. He's he's floating around with that hat. Um, what, what do you yeah. guys think of AEW buying a ROH? Do you just it just seems like it was just totally pointless? Well, I I didn't have a problem with them buying it, but because you know personally to me the the library, especially right. with the people that they have, was completely worth it. But on the other side, I think that what they should have done is waited. I know they didn't want to lose momentum, but they they should have waited until they had worked out a TV deal to do something with that show because where where I was going to go with all this is there's just too many titles and there's too much going on 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 Dynamite and and Rampage right now and it's really confusing. I mean, just you've got two different world champions from supposedly two different organizations, but they're owned by the same guy. Yeah. So it and I mean, how many title matches do we have at Full Gear? I think it was seven. Now is Samoa Joe like a Ring of Honor guy champion, and doesn't he have uh, the TNT belt? Yes, he is the Ring of Honor TV champion. Okay, and, I'm making and, sure he didn't lose that somewhere down the line because, like, again, I was initially excited. I thought that was a good move. Hey, Ring of Honor, it has 
you know, you, yeah. you have some of so many of these great past champions, like, you know, you got Cesaro, Claudio, and you got Daniel Bryan and you had CM Punk and you could, and you could have interjected and Jay lethal that you could have made ring of honor kind of special again, but again, Tony Khan, it seems to, he, he watered down the product. Yeah. And it's like Brian Cage shows up there for a little bit, and it looks like we can give him a push, and, and Toa and the Gates of Agony. And it's kind of like the reboot of ECW, that it wasn't ECW. So the reboot of Ring of Honor isn't Ring of Honor. Right. It, yeah. You know, I've been saying for a while it, needed to be, it needs to be separated. And I, like I said, I, my, if I would have been doing that as much as people wanted to keep ring of honor alive you can still keep it alive but just do it when you're ready right do it right. when you're ready because it's like every time you turn on the the AEW shows you know well here's a ring of honor match we've got a different announcer we've got a different announce team we've got yeah you know, different ring announcer we've got uh, you know another title you know and i mean uh, to joe's credit i will say this it was kind of clever that he's now calling himself the king of tv <laughs> Because he has the TNT title and the Ring of Honor yeah. Television Championship, mm-hmm. cute little cute little gimmick there. I like it. Um, he's going to be wrestling Juice Robinson, so now you're bringing somebody else in from Japan to yeah. to take on Joe. Which I'm kind of like, well, why didn't you just have a rematch with Wardlow? But you know, whatever. Well, and and then you look at it, uh, the casual fan, it's like, uh, oh, he's two champions. Oh, which championship is he defending today? Because he's mm. not defending both. It's one this week, one the next week, none the week after. It it just convolutes everything. I, I don't. When you have fourteen belts, do you really need to have the same guy have two of them? I don't know. Yeah, and I think you know, and where you said it was convoluted, I think one place you know the the ratings have been down a little bit for for dynamite. And I think that part of the problem right now is that things are so convoluted. It's, it's, it's kind of a one-stop shop, but you know, I don't want a one-stop shop. Yeah. I'm not looking for a Walmart, you know, I'm looking for Nordstrom's. Well, you know? I think it hurts the individual brand, especially, you know, with all the title crossover and we see it in the Indies too, with one company, will def- their title will be defended on not Joe's, but other ones, they'll defend the title on a different company and it hurts your own belt in my opinion. And when you have all that, it just creates confusion. Like you don't even know which one to get to, like to Joe's point, you know, what belt are you defending tonight? Oh, he's got a title. I, the, there was a, a eight man tag match that had FTR and the acclaimed in it. And they were on the same team and FTR came out and they had three different belts. Yeah. And then acclaimed comes out with one belt. And if I didn't know better, I would have thought FTR was the, you know, with all those titles, it just, it's very confusing. Yeah. And, I think I think it's cool what AEW does working with other companies and that's great but it's it's at a point where if if you're if I'm just somebody that's new to wrestling like you know the three of us have been watching wrestling forever you know so we understand here's Ring of this is what Ring of Honor was the AAA and and New Japan and all that but if you're just somebody who's flipping on mm-hmm. for the first time you're like Wait a minute. What's okay? This wait. This is the no. He's the world champ, huh? And then it doesn't help that Excalibur gets on, and you're laughing. And I can't wait to hear what that giggle was about, Brian. Um, and Excalibur is using 14 different languages to describe one move all the time, and showing off like, oh, I'm the you know I'm look, I know everything. 
but that's not your job. Right. You know, you've got to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. The average, you know, I remember when I when I was learning journalism that the average pers- reading level for somebody is at eighth grade. When they do the TV news, it's at an eighth grade level. And you have, to, well, wrestling fans may be a little more sophisticated and stuff today because of the internet. You still want to get new people involved. And when you're saying, Tope Suicidas, Slim Slabity Dibbity Dob, and, and you're all over the place, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what he's talking about. Right. I, I mean, and I've been following wrestling for 40 years, and I have no clue what the man is saying half the time. I'm like, that's a body slam. That's a suplex. Yeah. That's an arm bar. And I'm good. I think there's trying to be too smart. Yeah. I like, mean, that's why I wish Ian Riccoboni from Ring of Honor, who they, they do use on some of the other shows and when there's a Ring of Honor match, was the main guy. Because when he speaks, you know, that guy, he actually, when he started getting involved with Ring of Honor, he wa- just walked in the door and said, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And he was setting up the ring and learning to ref and and cleaning up and doing and started from the bottom up. And through his love of professional wrestling, got to where he did. And you feel that. And he talks to you like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, It's like Excalibur talks to you like, I am the guru of wrestling. I'm the man and I know everything and I will teach it to you. Even though I don't have the time to do it and you don't care. And it's just, it's so frustrating. And now you've got all these titles. You've got the the booking a little off. And an announced team, and, and you know, love Jr., love Jr., but you can tell that everything that's the health issues have worn Jr. down. Oh yeah, you know, and then Tony Schiavone's kind of stuck off to the side, and all he's doing is chiming in every once in a while yeah. and saying, "Oh, you know, oh that that disgusted me," and it's like, you know, oh, okay, great, thanks, Tony. You know, when he should be doing interviews and things like that. So there's there's a lot of stuff that AEW's got to slow down and slow down. Yeah, Joe. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think that it comes to the fact of Tony Khan signing every single person that becomes available, and it's like, what roles do they have? You know, the Big Show. Oh, he's going to be the broadcaster for this, and Mark Henry, and it's like, where are these guys? It's because there's there's too many. There's not enough spots to fill with all these guys, and they want to make Jericho the announcer and. And this week we're going to take Jim Ross off and he's not going to be on. And then all of a sudden Jim Ross is back on again. And then he's back off again. And it's, hey, Tony Khan likes this guy, so he's available. Now he's got to sign him and, and find a spot for him. And it's, it goes back to the idea of there's way too many people on your roster. Now there's way too many announcers. There's way too many wrestlers. It's it's like find that niche. It's like you don't need 200 wrestlers so you can put out a YouTube show and have guys like Lance Hoyt and Brian Cage and Miro disappear for like eight months at a time. And now it's like, hey, they're back. Take these guys serious. When you know that all Lance is going to be doing is squashing three guys and then getting beat by Ricky Starks. And then the next day it's the same thing. Ricky Starks beats Brian Cage. So you got this undersized guy that, you know, he's great on the mic, and, and Ricky Starks is good and all, but how many how many shows in a row is he going to beat this, you know, be the underdog coming from behind who was better as a heel, but now we want to make him a baby face, and it, it just has your head explode. 
you know, watching yeah. all this stuff that they're they're looking to do. And it's like, hey, now the elite's back, and we're going to do a best of seven. And it's like, uh, you know, after a while, it gets tiresome. Yeah, it's they have they if if I walked in the door as a fan, I would say, let's clean all this up and concentrate on a few people. Now you don't want to take it to the extreme like WWE did, mm-hmm. where it was Roman Reigns all the time, every day, every moment, but. Find that middle ground. I mean, like the announced team, they've got Riccoboni and they've got Taz, and you're good. I'd be happy with that. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I I think there's too many people at the table. I don't understand why you would have Shivani and Jim Ross um, to do commentary. Neither one of them – well, I know JR does, but Shivani's not on the lead, and I think he should be if he's not going to be doing interviews. He's not a, a a side analyst. I think I definitely think the um the, I, it goes back to the structure thing too because you should kind of have a plan on how big your roster is going to be, regardless of who becomes available as a free agent. Because if you're trying to develop talent and you bring in young talent from other companies, you want to develop them. You don't want to just bring them in and bury them with somebody bigger every single time. Right. You're trying to get them better because as you develop your own brand, your company develops its own identity. It's no different than a sports team develops. Draft picks or, and rookies, they they just develop them on their own and they become a part of that identity. I think AEW has failed to establish a real identity, and a lot of it is because of those kind of decisions that they've made. Right, and you know it's like having a, a Thanksgiving buffet that four people brought the turkeys, you know, and you got yeah. you got too too got too much, but mm-hmm. you know, so they'll figure it out. Well, hey guys, we're gonna step back and take another break, and when we come back. Speaking of adding to your roster, WWE's picking up more people, too. So we're going to talk about what's going on there. And is Triple H making the same mistake that Tony Khan is making? I don't know. We'll find out. But we've got more for you on the Mark Oak Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Got Joe DeFalco in the house with me. And, of course, uh, we got Brian from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com as well. Make sure you head over there. Stick around. We'll be right back. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 101.5 FM KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. Pro wrestling at its finest. Even though Fish is not here, we have still taken over the multiverse. I've just brought in some extra characters to take the place. Of course, Joe DeFalco 
always here. Brian Ronovich from Las Vegas Wrestling Scene sitting in with us as well. We're very happy to have you here, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Are you having fun? Yeah, this is great. Are you relaxed? You all good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little do, nervous in the beginning. You shoot a lot of videos. Yes, yes, you know? we do. But yeah, we got. We I'm got, not in a lot of videos though. I have I have other people that shoot the videos. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. You know, going live is. Yeah, it, I've, well, it, I've done stuff with uh, Fresco before. So okay. Well, you know, it's it's a little know, bit of a tight radio. Group. Radio feels different for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe just because I've, you know, listened to it for there's, so long. There's only a few million people listening to the show. Yeah, don't worry all. about it. That's all. Don't worry about it. Hey, a couple of bookkeeping items got to take care of on on this hour, real quick. Got to remind everybody. You know, the games are coming up today. The bowl games are coming up, and if you want to make some money and get some free money on top of it, just go to the Mark Hoke Show. Go to markhokeshow.com and. Go to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Okay, and uh, you know, go on our banner because that's how we get paid. All right, if you wouldn't mind, and you get fifty percent matching bonus up to a thousand dollars, which is real. That, see, that's a good deal, right? Yeah, that's sounds a good like deal, a good Brian. deal. Yeah. Okay, so just this is for betting on games. Yeah, you can bet on everything. I mean, you can bet on cricket, table tennis, oh, wow. World Cup, and rest. Wrestling. And, of course, yeah. wrestling, which That's is cool. awesome. Definitely. So get on over there. Go to MarkHokeShow.com and click on one of our banners. Sign up today. And like I said, you can put in $1,000, and that will get you an extra 500 bucks. Wow. I can't, I can't do any better than that, guys. No, that's pretty good. I can't do any better. And, by the way, we've got that meet and greet coming up, which I'm hoping you're going to get to. Brian, uh, we you know we got to have you show up there too. Okay. And Joe, I, I I didn't get to talk to you, but uh, hopefully you can. You're going to be coming too at Unique Eats. We're going to be there for, on Sunday, December 18th, from noon to one thirty ish. So come on up, have a great meal, and hang out and meet the team. If you'd love to, you know, you love the Mark Hoke show, you know, we'll yeah hire some security. I'm sure <laughs> there's a few that we'll need to do it, but. We would love to have well, you. You know, you don't really hire security. We can use a couple of the boys, you know? Yeah, bring the boys mm, up. There you go. Bring the boys up. So, once again, uh, at Unique Eats here in Las Vegas on September 18th, that's Sunday, from noon to 1.30. And don't panic. They've got TVs in there, too. There's going to be live jazz going on. I mean, it's going to be a great time. It's at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. So, please join sounds us. Sounds good. There you go. Come have some... Uh, have some breakfast and lunch with me at a great place. There you go. All right. Um, now, speaking of adding to the roster, we've had more debuts in WWE. As Emma was on introduced last week to Neil Dashwood, you know, whichever name she ends up going by. And then we also had uh, Tegan Knox show up, the former NXT coming out to help out Liv Morgan. So and but Tegan did not really get a great reception from the crowd, but she's there as the NXT gang continues to roll in from the era of Triple H down there. Guys, is Triple H making the same mistake that Tony Khan is in bringing too many people into the fold? Joe? Well, he is, but like I, I'm, I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop, and it hasn't. It's like Triple H comes in, you bring in 15, 20 new people, you need to release 15 or 20 new people or old people. And that's how you thin a roster down. You say, 
hey, this person isn't working. How many Baron Corbin gimmicks are we going to go with? Then now we're going to stick them in with JBL and nobody still cares. How about you pass on him down the line? And we're not done because is Bray Wyatt bringing Bo Dallas with them? Is, is that crew being added also to where there's Eric Rowan maybe coming back and, and a few others? It's like, they, but they need to get rid of some people. There, there's too many people. Like the shows are fine. Like leave it alone. You like that is not moving the needle. Emma, Tennille, or both of them, the same <laughs> one. It doesn't matter. No. It's like you know how many how many spots need to be filled. That that's what you do when you have when I have four spots to fill. I don't bring in seventeen people. I bring in four. Right. Yeah, and you know, just on a SmackDown this week, Ricochet won that SmackDown World Cup over Santos Escobar. Well, why'd you bring Escobar up if you're just going to get beat by Ricochet? You know, I, I, I don't know. This yeah, just... I, I thought that was a good way to like, you know, give you know new talent. You know, we had that yesterday. We had a guy that I was recommended to me, and we had him work Damian Drake. His name's Primo Henio. He comes from Santino Brothers, which. You know, if I'm going to send somebody to a school other than ours, that's probably where I'm going to do it. It's where Brody King came from and Bateman and, and a lot of, you know, really Tito Escondido, a lot of really good indie talent is from California, you know, says Santino Brothers is their school. And we got this kid who came in yesterday, Primo Henio, who's tremendous, looks like a million bucks. If you saw him on AEW Dark or you saw him on a show, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy looks like the real deal. And it's like, so we have a student showcase every couple months. And what we do is we, we search for some of that talent outside. And it's like, okay, here's a guy that is going to stay now on my main roster. But there's also people who came in and, you know, like to use a different term, crap in the bed or, or whatever it is that you're trying to give these young guys opportunities. If it's not working, you have to take a step back. I'm in a different position. You know, you're training to be a wrestler, so you're trying to get matches. But you're paying guys big money, and they're not getting over, and they're not producing. You have to cut ties. Like, that's the one thing WWE never had a problem with. And Vince never had a problem where if he thought, hey, Braun Strowman's great, but for the money we're paying him, don't think he's worth it. See you later. Take your million. We're keeping that million bucks. Now, uh, does Triple H have it in him to be ruthless? You know, we've seen the good mm -hmm. side and all that other stuff, and that's what Vince McMahon was known for, being ruthless. It's all about the business. It's all about making making money. And Triple H can't add $10 million, $15 million to the roster and not try to take anything back. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is, too, that Triple H is trying to show that there were people that were misused, and I know how to use these people. I know how to get them over, and I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to show everybody that, yes, this person that I worked with on NXT was really good. Yes, this person that I know that I'm bringing in was really good and just didn't get the right rub with Vince McMahon. I mean, Lacey Evans and, just got another video package. Uh, there you go. And, and you, know, you say about, like, with Emma, 
Well, you got Bianca and you got Bailey and you got Asuka and you're talking about Sasha Banks coming back and Charlotte will come back and you got Rousey and you got Baszler. Where would Emma fit in there to show how good she was and it was a mistake to get rid of her? She's probably the number 17 woman on the roster. Right. Yeah. I I, I mean, she's, she's going to be – I mean, they're putting her with, what, Madcap Moss now? I mean, it's like, what's the point? Uh, right. It's like one of the guys you brought back, our guy, Karrion Cross. All of a sudden, he's cutting a promo on Rey Mysterio? Right. Like, after all this, now this is what you have for him. Yeah, you brought they brought him back, and he's putting the hourglass down in front of Roman Reigns, and now you're going to have him... Messing around with me, very mysterious. Brian, you're you're cringing over there, Brian. Well, but yeah, I agree with Joe. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I I think with what you were saying, Mark, is I think a lot of what Triple H is doing. It just almost feels like he's trying to prove a point. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring all these guys back because, but you don't go. It's not a 100. percent It's not a 100 percent accuracy rate. You're not gonna get every person right. There are, you're going to have misses, and I think he's trying to prove that none of them were misses. Yeah. So, hey, well, well, we'll maybe stay on this topic when we come back. We've got a whole lot more for you in hour number two of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the best of pro wrestling news and entertainment as all of us dominate Las Vegas, Las Vegas wrestling scene, FSW, and the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around, guys. We'll have more when we come back for second hour right after the news. Hang on. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 